This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) We're here. It's happening. Oh my gosh. It's happening. Bake Off is back. And so are we. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And we got a lot to cover. The first couple episodes are very dense because there yeah, are it's just, so we're many bakers. Packing in a lot of information. There's yeah. so many bakers. There's a lot of new faces. There's old faces. There's a new some, host. Some weird mafia jokes. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way real quick. I just wanted you guys to know that this season, we will be releasing these episodes on Sunday. So we will be likely still mostly recording on Saturdays, sometimes maybe Fridays if we can get it in, if you're looking to join the chat. Um, But we will be releasing the episodes on Sundays. And mostly that's because it's really hectic for Joy to try to like finish recording the episode at like 8 a.m. on Saturday and then try to release it as quickly as possible. Yeah, editing is not like a quick turnaround. Yeah. so people know like logistics anyway so we're trying to give a little bit extra time and also we came to find last year that a lot of you guys watch the show like on saturday during the day or saturday night even so right we were rushing doesn't really matter a podcast that you weren't necessarily listening to until sunday anyway so just wanted to let you know it's gonna be a delay there may be an even longer delay on some weeks it's just kind of a hectic year this time of year with schedules so just fyi keep it you gotta like and subscribe you gotta subscribe to the feed and you'll get it when you get it. How about you that? get it when you get it, but mo- mostly on Sundays. Welcome to everyone who's in the chat. One way that you can be involved in even earlier if you want is to join the chat. We have a live chat that happens while we record. It's like a chat room. You're not on camera. Um, Melissa, for example, is joining for the first time in the chat, which is fantastic. Allison is here. Veronica, Susan, someone else who I can't see. We're here. We're ready. We're ready to talk. So we open on a really weird like mafia situation where they're doing like a godfather Godfather, yeah spoof a a remake of the the bread father which is so cute he has like breadsticks on the table and a huge loaf of bread on his desk and it's of course paul hollywood is the godfather and he is the bread father he has like the puffy cheeks but it, they're like it's sweet buns stuck in yeah. his mouth. It's great. I think it's cute. I think it's a cute opening. Sure. Very creative. It's, it's like introducing how they introduce, yeah. Allison, yes, the new mm-hmm. host. And of course, Prue has a cute little cameo. It's great. There's a part of it that's like, oh, they have like, they got little actor's chops like in them too. They're doing skits they're, now. Yeah, they're doing skits. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to host a podcast and they're oh going to be doing improv. They can come on our podcast anytime, Paul Hollywood. What would you ask Paul Hollywood if he came on the show? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I actually am fascinated by his like baking career. I I don't feel like anybody ever talks sure. about it anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm sure all that information is out there, but I would love to hear him talk about like and the evolution of being a kind of baking celebrity. Like into who being, was like, a his Paul Hollywood? Totally. Who was his steely eyed? Yeah, exactly. Guy who walked around looking at you like daggers into the things. Yeah, who intimidated him from the other side of a tent? So here we go. The first person who we see on the screen, maybe not the first, but the first one I noticed was a girl with a carrot and her lapel. So yes, 10 out of 10 girl with a carrot on her lapel. I mean, yet again, they pick the cutest people people, in the world with the cutest hobbies. And then we see Nikki. We come to find her name is Nikki. We see Nikki. She says, my little tum is doing like a washing machine, which I love everything about that. They're so cute. We have the new host, Allison. Do you know anything about Allison? No, I know she's a TV host. She's kind of like a, it sounds like she's kind of like a, a Ryan Seacrest type of person, like gotta, compare, gotta, gotta. comparing to like the American version of just being all over 
television hosting and Got that it. type of thing. Yeah. Got it. So he's, or she's, um, he being Ryan Seacrest, she is here this season, obviously replacing Matt Lucas, who was there the last few seasons. But we'll talk a little bit more about her. I thought she did great. Oh, she's amazing. Really good chemistry with Noel. Uh, they also have a sign language interpreter because mm-hmm. we come to find that... Tasha... Tasha has cochlear implants and she also signs. So that's cool. I had a little bit of beef about it because in some of the like kind of post challenge interviews they have with Tasha, they cropped her in such a way that you couldn't see her You couldn't her see what, yeah, you couldn't see her signing. Yeah. Which I thought was like a weird decision. Right. But right. That is what it is. Because I'm like, this is her. The whole point is for her to be communicating through. Yeah. And also but, if you're watching, yeah, if you're watching and you, if you use sign language, that is something that it's like you would want to see right. that. So totally. editors, just like a interesting, we have notes. We have important notes. thing about her. Like mm-hmm. this is how she communicates. Don't crop it. And then Prue went with a spider necklace for opening day, so which she probably made. And it's great. I'm sure she did. And she somehow still is not aging. Her hair is perfect. Her lipstick is great. Her color coordination so is on point. I did notice how she has to eat a bite of cake. Maybe they've always edited this out, but like in order to keep her lipstick correctly, she almost has to like drop it into her mouth off of the fork. It wasn't like a Mary Berry situation where you could tell she had dentures that she was worried about. It was definitely a lipstick <laughs> situation where she was like dentures. <laughs> I don't how did, it's been so long, but like I, I almost forgot about Mary Berry for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, her and her dentures. That's so true. I she missed her. Like, I missed Mary Berry oh, in this yeah. in this episode because there were a lot there was a lot of layer talk and I really could have used Mary Berry and her She layers. loved her layer talk, yeah. She loved her layer talk. All right. Challenge number one. The first signature challenge is a vertical layer cake. Layers. The layers. It needs to be a perfectly baked sponge rolled with a filling so that when sliced, it will reveal neat vertical layers. This is a vertical Swiss roll. That's all it is. They have two hours. The judges are looking for even layers. They want it to have height, color, amazing flavors. Key here is really the timing. If they take too long in the oven or they take too long to get it ready, they can't roll them when they're too hot because then they will collapse. However, if they're overcooked, they'll crack when you try to roll them. So it's really about finding that perfect timing for to get the roll correct. So here's how we do this. As a reminder, we go through baker by baker in the order pretty much that they're announced and we'll talk about not only their bake but also the notes of how the judging went sort of all at once we're not going to circle back around and do the judging separately here we go first we have rowan he is the youngest baker he's in university he is baking there's always a, one of them there's always, there's a young always one, one of I these love. guys and it's just overachiever the Literally. best the fact that he made a wedding cake for his 21st birthday i was like why aren't we immediately doing that? yes why aren't we doing that? He's making a chocolate raspberry layer cake that was inspired by the wedding cake he made himself, yes, for his 21st birthday. Adorable. So it's a dark chocolate sponge with raspberry Swiss buttercream. It's tall. The layers look good. Paul likes it. It's delicate, but the flavors are there and the buttercream is good. So good job, Rowan. Next up, we have Nikki who I love immediately. She just is so cute. She has like this cute little outfit on, this little like nautical sweater situation. Also, I made a note to circle around because people ask this every year. They, yes, they wear the same outfits on day one and day two. This was something that they switched to a few years in to Bake Off. They didn't used to do that, but I'm sure it has something to do with editing continuity, but you're not crazy. If you're like, are they wearing the same outfits two days in a row? Yes, they do. They do that. She used to be a flight attendant. Now she stays at home with her two very cute daughters. She's so freaking cute. I just love her so much. She's making a orange and lemon cake. It's going to be a blood orange Swiss roll with lemon curd and orange and rosemary syrup. The shape is okay. It's not terrible, but the layers are good and even. The flavor is very subtle, not quite punchy enough. They want a little more flavor. 
Dan is a resources planner. He has a very confusing accent. I can't really understand anything he's saying. Can't re- really place it, but I do love when they're at his house and they do like the shot of him at home with his family. Yeah. And they're like, and he brews his own beer and he takes a sip and he's like, tastes absolutely awful. Yep, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan and his beer. He is making a rhubarb and custard cake. It's going to have rhubarb compote and cream cheese icing. Prue says it's the cutest little cake. It looks like a little circus tent. It has stripes. It's the layers really are cute. great. It's so cute. It's like a little, looks like a little party favor. The flavor is amazing. They love it. He nails it. Good job, Dan. Amos is up next. He is a deli manager who still bakes with his mom. And the whole I episode, he's like talking about his mom. Amos. I love Amos. I love his style. I just love his vibe. I love his vibe. And I just love, he's like later on in the show, he's like starts singing and says like his mom tells him to be brave. Yeah. He's like, my mom tells me to be brave. So I'm going to be like, Amos, I want to give you a hug. Speaking of hugs, we'll get to that. Speaking of hugs, we'll get to that. Uh, Amos's cake kind of sticks to the paper when he's rolling it. The layers aren't too even. The chocolate flavor is too dominant. He did a blood orange and dark chocolate drip cake. So doesn't do great. Tasha is up next. She was a ski instructor in Japan, and now she works for a children's nonprofit. So that's cool. She is doing a black sesame Genoise sponge. Genoese. Sorry, Genoese sponge with yuzu. Why is she doing a different type of sponge? We see people get themselves in trouble with this all the time. Remember? The first couple weeks, guys, <laughs> middle of the pack. You were aiming to the rich rules. froning this competition. You've got to rich froning it. You Don't go rogue. It. Don't get crazy. Don't, Don't try to win. Don't try to win. Don't event. ever do. What's the flavor they always try to add? Lavender? Matcha. Like just, or matcha? Rose. No, rose. rose. It's rose. rose. Don't, Don't add rose. Like- Don't add matcha. <laughs> Go heavy on the booze. These are the things we know about yes. how to win bake-off. Heavy on the booze. Heavy on the booze. There is research, I'm sure, about this. The number one thing you got to not do is like you don't need to differentiate yourself too much in the no. first couple of weeks. You got to no. just be you solid. Stay in the, yes. To quote Paul Hollywood is to just punch them in the teeth with citrus flavors. So she's doing a black sesame Genoese sponge. The Genoese is a more advanced sponge, apparently. She uses the wrong type of rack. Her sponge kind of cracks. When they go to judge it, the music stops. Although I noticed it was doing that more and more. Like maybe that's an editing choice they made this season where it stops every time. So you have to kind of like wait and see. Because it used to be a tell. And now they like are trying to take away from being a tell. He says, did you sit on it? Referring to her cake shape. So not after a great start. <laughs> but the layers are there. But there's there's too much filling. They like the flavors where they're like, there's the, the ratio of the cake to the filling was too much. So she didn't bomb, but could have been better. Christy is the least memorable person I've ever seen on television. As soon as they stopped introducing her, I immediately forgot she existed. And I then every time they came, <laughs> I came back around to her, I was like, her? Her? It's a real her moment. Christy? <laughs> She yeah, it's Christy. A man egg. <laughs> man egg. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? So cute. Her? Way to plant, Christy. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, this is Arrested Development reference. So she's making a lemon meringue cake. She's a PA. That must mean something different in the in the UK because she's looking at house plans when they show her. <laughs> Not a physician's, means physician's assistant, assistant. Nor is it someone who helps out on a set of like a movie. Right. Yeah. Um, so please let us know what PA means. In she's looking Britain. at <laughs> a no personal assistant. Allison personal is here. Allison also. Are you sure she's not like a private attorney? That was my guess. Personal assistant. Okay, thank but you. But what does that have to do with looking at plans? Why does that have to do with looking at house plans? Who knows? <laughs> she, <laughs> this is my note. She is not memorable. Uh, her cake looks good. It has good height, good layers. Prue likes it, but Paul says it's not flavorful enough. Some might say it's not memorable. Okay, 
here comes my favorite person, and I'm going to mess up how to pronounce her name. Sak- was it Saku? Saku. Sak- Saku. Mm-hmm. Saku. Great. Saku. I write it down, and then my brain immediately forgets how to pronounce oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I love her. I love her. I love her. I am in love her. with her. I love that she plays, is it rugby or cricket? She plays cricket, cricket with her daughter. And she, oh my gosh. And she's like so nervous. I just love her heart right out of the gate. She's so nervous that Paul Hollywood is even compelled to give her an actual real life hug. Actual like, Can you hug. imagine the nervous energy that she must have been exuding to for Paul to be like, this is too much. Give this woman this a hug. This is too much. Give this woman a Help hug. Her, which I loved. And she she's, she's so just good. warms she, everyone's heart. This is why we watch the show. It this is. This is why we watch the show. Because people are just the best. She is an intelligence analyst. She plays for the local cricket team. She is making a lemon and blueberry cake. Her sponge sticks a little. It's a bit wobbly, but the stripes and layers are good, and she has great flavors. She ends up doing great, which is great because I love her. Next which is, is great Keith. because I love her, and I don't want her to leave. <laughs> Me, personally, this is good news for us. <laughs> Keith is up next. He's making a chocolate orange cake based on his father, who is a prisoner of war. So things just get very intense immediately for <laughs> it Keith. It just takes a right turn. It's me. like, wow, Keith, good morning. He's, just, he's like, this is based off of my dad who had to ration his food. And then he went crazy right. after he got out and started eating all the things. So he just made the most decadent thing he could. Intense. I'm, I'm not making fun of it, guys. No, it's just, I just, just was very, really, it was, it was, it's very intense. It's a very intense, intense reason. Yes. He's an accountant. He has a small dog. His cake looks good. It's sort of like kind of Halloween vibes. It's sort of like a brown and it's very cool. Orange. Yeah. It's very fall. And he also, he also uses some orange liqueur in there and Prue loves it. She says, she says she could a- happily eat all of it. So yeah. He does great. Of course. She loves that booze. Stick to the rules. Stick to the rules, guys. Add the booze. Yes, booze. Abby is our gal with the carrot in her lapel. Fantastic. She works in an organic farm. She likes to forage for all of her ingredients, which we know that's not going to last, but it's cute when they do it in the first season or the first episode. Like people are always like, oh, I'm going to bring in my own vegetables from home and I'm going to, everything's going to be vegan and everything's going to be, I want to use alternative flowers. And you're like, that's cute. It's not going to last. You just can't, you can't make it happen. But this week, all of her things are wild foraged, including her poppy seed lemon and black currant cake. She foraged for all her own little pieces and her little like accents. Prue says it has an informal cornucopia look, which if this was the final, it would be code for this shit is messy. But it has good layers, really good flavor, and a good balance. So she does pretty well. Just so everyone knows, Allison, who told us that the PA means personal assistant, lives in the UK. So we have an insider, an insider. reporter yeah. with us in the chat. Thank you. I hope you join Thank every you. time. Thank you. We have so many insights. these things. Yeah, so anytime we need a tip, Allison, you are expected to join every single episode <laughs> for the next 10 weeks. And she's also giving us <laughs> tips about the chocolate orange. She says a chocolate orange is a classic British Christmas chocolate. It's the shape of an orange complete with segments. Yeah, Fantastic. so now you don't have just the stupid so Americans cute. hosting this show, interpreting. Now yes. we have someone who lives there. <laughs> Actually knows what a PA stands for. Okay, next up is Maddie. He's making a tiramisu cake. I love tiramisu. Personally, it's my favorite type of cake. Um, he is a PE teacher slash boxer. I was unclear why they slice, splice that the in there. best combos, I'm telling you. The best combos. Just you know, like they people. just like have yeah, the best combos. Of the, yeah. Um, is he the one that couldn't get the buttercream? Yes. His okay. buttercream did not come together multiple times. But so he ended up instead of using like a just Swiss buttercream on the inside, he just had coffee. He just used his coffee frosting basically of the whole thing. So instead of a tiramisu, it was more just coffee, which is probably fine. Yeah. They actually liked it. The layer was layering was good. Um, they said it was very strong coffee flavor, but they didn't. It was fine. It turned out. He pulled it off. All right. Second from last. 
Number 11, we have Dana, who the first thing she decides to tell us about herself is that she only drinks caramel lattes, which makes sense because we come to find that she is making a caramel, salted caramel latte cake. She has a computer job. I missed what it was, but she also has, and she also has a little dog. Her cake is a bit messy, but the layers look great and the flavor is great. A lot of them have little dogs in this. They all do. Yes, there's a lot of little dogs. Does no one have large dogs? I just, maybe, anyway, maybe not. (laughs) Last but not least, we have Josh. He is a chemical biology researcher and rugby player. He is making a tropical flavor cake. It's going to have passion fruit and coconut with alternating colored sponges. The colors are good. The flavor is good, but he overbaked his sponges just a tad. So the first judging happens and really nobody bombed. Everybody does pretty well. I would say Tasha and Amos are at the bottom. Christy may be down there. I don't remember. (laughs) Who? Her? If she ends up winning, we're really going to kick ourselves. I know. We're going to be so (laughs) just karma right back in our face. And Dan and Keith, I think, are at the top. All right. So now we go into the technical. It is the most iconic cake, says Paul. Has to look good and taste good on the inside and the outside. We come to find it is the signature chocolate cake from the beginning of the show. So cute. I'm so excited. So as you guys know. Great choice. It's a super great choice. I will bake this cake and talk about it next week. And I'm really excited because... I love chocolate cake. I love raspberries. This is going to be a fun one to bake at home. I but, may have to come over and test it out for you oh, because you I love chocolate. I love chocolate, chocolate cake. <laughs> Basically, what they're looking for here is two layers of moist chocolate sponge covered and filled with a silky smooth chocolate ganache and then topped with raspberries. They have two hours. So as they're interviewing Paul and Prue about this, they're saying it really comes down to the ganache and the texture. It needs to be spreadable, but still firm. They want it to be shiny. And the cake has to be the right temperature when they go to to like frost the cake or and assemble it. Otherwise, the ganache will melt. There was a point during the segment where they started talking about sign language names, and it made me think of Cadet and her. It made me think of Cadet too, where they're like, where Amber was like, you can't just make up your own sign language name. Name someone in that community has to give you a sign name. And I love that Tasha was like, do you want a sign name? I'm like, oh, that totally reminded me of Cadet. It was so cute. Totally. And I loved Paul Hollywood's sign name. Not even you. You can't describe it. You're just gonna have to watch the episode. Um, All right. So first technical judging. They all look pretty good. Again, nobody bombed. Uh, Some were kind of like not quite the right color. Could have been more shiny. Some of the ganache wasn't firm enough. A few of the cakes, they didn't like that you could tell it was two layers. Like they wanted to just look like one smooth kind of outside. But overall, everyone did pretty well. Dana came in last. It was too dense. Tasha came in 11th because hers had like the, the delineation in the middle that they didn't like. And then we'll skip over everyone else. In second place was Amos. Nice and shiny. The cake was light. And in first place was Dan. It was a great looking cake, they said. It was great. He was very surprised. Amos was delighted. Delighted. So I'll let you guys know next week, we'll, our, our technical segment will be a little bit longer because I will also recap how it goes when I try to bake it. The last time they had a layer cake in the technical, last year, early in the season, they had a red velvet cake and I didn't have the right size pans and I ended up running out of frosting to like frost the whole thing and it did not turn out well. So hopefully I have the right size pans or I will buy them. Maybe I can just invest in some pans. I think coming out of the technical, Tasha is clearly in the bottom and Dan is pulling out in the lead. All right, showstopper time. They would like an incredible cake, they say, shaped and decorated in the form of an animal. They have four hours. The main body has to be sponge. And their main worry, the judges are worried that people are going to be too focused on making it look good and not focused enough on the texture and the flavor. And Paul says if he was going to make 
a cake, it would be a silverback gorilla, which at least he's in on the joke. Um, what would you make if you were going to make? If I was the best baker in the world, I could do this. Of course, I would make a Labrador retriever or a Labrador or a golden. Um, I would probably make a bear or a penguin. I feel like a penguin would be easy and adorable. Or maybe like something that is flat, like a starfish. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. It would also work. (laughs) A starfish. I just thought of that cartoon. What's that cute like gif of, I don't know, there's a really cute starfish gif. Anyway, doesn't matter. Are you talking about Spongebob Scorpions? I don't know what I'm talking about. I just know I've seen a really cute one out there in the internet. All right, we'll have to come back to that. Yes, it's from Finding Dory. Thank you, Heather. Heather. I knew Heather would come in, yeah. (laughs) Today's the day, the the sun is shining, the tank is clean. Ah, the tank is clean. It's exactly that one. Yes, (laughs) it's exactly that one. Yep. I am so glad that Heather came in on that because you're right, that is what that is. Yeah, thank you, Heather. Um, All right, Keith is making a small poodle. Uh, It's going to be lemon and orange sponges with a charcoal colored orange buttercream. I just got to say out of the gate, I am not down with all these small dog cakes. A lot, a lot of small dog cakes this week. But again, we're not not differentiating ourselves this week. We're just, we're going with something basic. We're not overthinking it. We are making our small dogs. We are flying under the radar. Yes. Exactly. Paul says his looks a little rough and ready. And Keith says, you know what? I think my dog would accept that criticism. (laughs) Like, that's accurate. The cake looks pretty good. It's delicious, straightforward. He does fine. Good job, Keith. You have successfully achieved week one of staying between the lines. Dana is making her dog, also a small white dog named Gracie, who she refers to as my little angel. It's going to be a banana and peanut butter cake with cinnamon crumble. The cake shape is a little flat, but and the peanut flavor is too overpowering, so she doesn't do great. Dan is making his very old and dead dog named Bruno. It's going to be a chocolate sponge with ganache and chocolate buttercream. His piping is amazing. He like goes through and pipes each little like individual tuft of fur. The flavor is great. Everything is good. The flavors are intense. He nails it. Amos is making an orca. He says that he once tried to go orca spotting, but the weather was bad. So that's sad for Amos. He's going to make a dense sponge, which immediately raises red flags to Paul. <laughs> like that's not, that's not oxymoron. Your sponge should not be dense. Stodgy. Stodgy. So he's, it's going to be caramel and apple flavored. His cake keeps falling apart though. He basically has to assemble the entire thing just with the freezer door open because he's not using dowels and it's just not coming together. I mean, it's this is literally the part- falling over yes. every time the camera pans over to him and I feel so bad. And this is where he starts singing or I think he starts yes. singing at the beginning, but then he's not singing anymore. He's real sad and he's nervous and you can tell he's like, oh no, oh no, things are not looking good. Totally. And honestly, it, turned out wasn't great but it didn't turn out terribly it could have been way worse it's just that everyone else did but it didn't like completely fall over it wasn't like a pile if we think back to like other first weeks yeah it was possible you could tell it was an orca yeah yeah but when you get to the judging yeah yeah. the cake is doughy it's too compressed his his uh, uh attempt at dense sponge he how do we say this he failed successfully yeah. successfully created the wrong thing. It's oversweet. It's tough and dry. Basically, he just bombs. He does not do well at all. Christy is making a duck. My note here says she is so bland. <laughs> I'm sorry, Christy. <laughs> I'm going to lay out A mallard. She's just making a mallard. It's like those ones. It's If you think of Sex in the City when there's mallards everywhere in Charlotte's husband's house or in-law's house, it's like as basic as that. Correct. Just nope. Um, It's going to be a raspberry ripple cake. 
The duck actually does look amazing. It looks like a duck decoy that like you would go hunting with. Like it's very shiny. Exactly that. Yeah. The flavors are great. It's gorgeous, says Paul. It's also pouring rain while they're judging her. So they're having to like shout at her about her duck, which I found to be funny for some reason. So, you know, she does fine. Nikki is making a beaver named Norman. And there are so many beaver jokes that happen. Let the jokes Let begin. The jokes I mean, begin. they started from the second she said, I'm making a beaver. And they were all just snickering and laughing and... And I during the judging, loving every moment of it. <laughs> she walks up. They and love a goes, sexual innuendo in this love show. It. And they say, "Tell us about your beaver." And everyone just breaks down. And you can tell <laughs> that she that Prue meant for them to edit it out because she was like, "Let me try again." Tell us about your showstopper. And they did not edit it out. They, they sure it did not. They kept it in. But it was really cute because she said it, and then like she didn't get what she said until about three seconds after she said it. And then she like covers her face and yeah, everyone like, oh, is just no. dying. That's not what I, that, that came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. She does that though. Prue is like notorious for making those it's little comments. The best. You're like, oh, no. oh, it's the best. The cake looks amazing, but it's too dense. It's overbaked. It's dry. The fondant is too thick. It looks it's so cute. It's a shame cute. because it's so cute. It looks but, yeah. adorable. She yeah. definitely went for style over substance, and she looks like she's going to cry. She just does not do well. Tasha is making six sponges. Why? Girl, no. She's going to make a giant <sighs> robin. It's going to be dark chocolate, ginger, and tahini. Someone on Instagram wanted to have me weigh in on the like sweet tahini thing. I'm for it. Tahini, it just like... Tastes like a really mild nut butter. Like there's no reason that you should not be able to to bake with it. I bake with miso, kind of similar vibe. I think a tahini would be delicious. I've actually made a cookie out of tahini that was sort of like a peanut butter cookie recipe, but you use tahini instead. So it was a lot more mild and it was great. Vital Root, the place that I always order food from around here, has a tahini cookie and it's delicious. So totally. What's not Melissa to says about I make cookies. tahini chocolate chip cookies that are incredible. So we are with you on this, Tasha. She's it's gonna be a giant robin. The judges look suspicious, but she really pulls it off. It looks amazing. The piping is amazing. She nails the flavors and the textures. Paul completely loves it. And he does that thing where he's like, I don't like it. Dramatic pause. I love it. So she really saves herself here because she was at the bottom coming into this challenge for sure. Uh, next up, we have Rowan. He made a cosmopolitan flavored lobster. It looks great. Almost too flavorful, says Paul, but not a problem this week. Saku is making an orange and poppy seed sea turtle. Her turtle looks amazing. It literally looks real. Like this, it's the, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The shell is un- so she hand paints it. It's yeah, so, like the so gradient and like the shading is just perfect. It looks real. Like Prue is like this totally. looks exactly it could be a real like a tortoise turtle. shell. Yeah. but it is stodgy and overbaked. She's okay, I think, still this week, but she definitely mm-hmm. did not nail it. Mm-hmm. Abby is making a Hardwick sheep. It is going to be a ginger sponge with salted caramel and rhubarb jam. It turns out so cute. It looks like a little like cartoon character. All of the jam and flavors are delicious. The bake is great. She completely nails it. Josh is making a Highland cow for his mom, who is apparently obsessed with Highland cows. So for everybody out there who has a mom who has like a rooster kitchen or something, Josh's mom has a Highland kitchen, has a Highland a cow A rooster kitchen. kitchen. Oh my gosh. People love their rooster kitchens. They really love do. a rooster kitchen. It is going to be a coffee date and walnut sponge. It looks great. There's a little bit too much butter cream but he does fine he has achieved staying between the lines in week one maddie is making marty the lemon cocker spaniel he is having problems again with his buttercream he cannot get it to be black it's only gray which at the end of the day is not the biggest problem in the world but they really edit it out edit it part of me wanted to be like don't you just can't you just dump it all in there like it's he did that was a problem he's like i've used all my i've used it all and it's not dark enough part of me is like did you not practice this yeah 
And do you not? I would think that you have like nailed buttercream if you're going on this show. It is finicky. Like the temperatures are are are. Um, He's nervous. Has, we'll like, give him a pass. Yeah, He's everybody. Nervous. There's like some sort of tent effect that happens. It looks like it's been run over, says Paul. But the cake and flavor are good. So you know, you gotta take what you're gonna gonna get. You gotta take what you get. Yeah. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. <laughs> you gotta. No wind to hold <laughs> Her? One of my Her? favorite things, though, is people who get those sayings wrong and, like, make up new ones. I have a friend like that. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So nobody seems to have flopped. Again, Amos struggled in this, but he took second in the technical. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be okay. I'm feeling like Dan clearly is at the top he seems to have really done by far the best, but maybe they're saying like Keith also did really well. I feel like Abby also did pretty solid, but in the end, the star baker is in fact Dan. Yay, Dan. Go Dan. And Amos goes home and he's a crier. He's he a cries. crier and he's so upset and it breaks yeah. my heart. I immediately wanted to jump through the television and give him a hug. Just give him a big old hug. I, I wish Paul Hollywood was... would have given him a hug. I know. So we lost Amos in week one. Who do you think, this is a here part of this first episode, is where we predict with 100% accuracy, obviously, who is going to win the entire series based only on the first episode? Who I'm going to go with Rowan. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. You like, you always pick the young ones. I love him. I think he's so talented and he just, everything he was doing, he was, except for the technical, I think he did, I don't know, whatever, but... I feel like when he's like left to his own devices, he does really, really well. If he can get better on these technicals, I think he'll be, or if he can at least handle the upcoming technicals better. I know that's my thing. I'm like the the young ones tend to like eventually kind of burn out. I know, but I mean, the the young kid won like five years ago, and he two years ago, yeah, Peter was it? Yeah, Peter. Oh my gosh, he, I love, really he reminds. I think that's why I love Rowan because it reminds me of Peter. But okay, um, sure, I guess, Rowan's yeah. up there. Tasha's up there for me. Interesting. Dan. Even though she almost went home this week, she would have. I th- feel like she would have been in the bottom. That's she had some favorites over that Robin. If that Robin and I like the the showstoppers though, they're like that was a that was an amazing showstopper. So I'm gonna this year. I'm not gonna get, get too weird about like the top three, but I am gonna say I'm. I'll stick to my top one with Rowan. <laughs> okay, I definitely could see Dan. He just seemed like so rock solid. I also could see Abby. She seemed like real creative. If she can stay consistent, I think that she could have that like creativity that would put her over the edge in the end. So we'll see. All right, guys. Episode one. We're here. It's happening. It's another year. It's another year in the tent. Another year of Noel's amazing sweaters. Oh, yeah. He so had a, excited. Yeah, 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 sweater on the yeah, time. Super cool. And love the sideburns. Allison is doing great. Very happy. Very excited. Next 10 weeks will be super fun. So hopefully everyone continues to join the chat because it really is great to have. Allison, you are now our expert. So you need to just kind of hang out in the chat for the next 10 uh, weeks. be on standby, please. Okay, great. And uh, yeah, anybody else who lives in the UK and wants to correct any of the things we say, please always feel free to do that. Please call us out on the stupid things that we don't know. (laughs) No, on the things that we stupid people don't know. Correct. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. We are so excited to be doing this podcast. Until next week. On your marks. On your marks. Oh, wait. You do that on your marks. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs>
Let's just call it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs>